to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LO Ministries. And uh, we're going to talk about today oversharing and undersharing. Mm, right. So I've got something I want to share. Is it, is it too much information? No, it's really important. I feel really upset because I just got a text from my eldest son and it said RIP Klopp. And basically he's referencing the fact that just announced in the news today, Jurgen Klopp, the manager of Liverpool Football Club, has announced that he's going to step down at the end of the season. And this is a catastrophe. Is it? It's an utter, complete and utter catastrophe. And I don't know how to cope. Help me. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to concentrate on this podcast. Oh, Andy. Yeah. There we are. I shared it now. Oh. Are they, the are they even doing well, Liverpool? Of they are. Top of the league. Best team in the world. Mm. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Yep. <sighs> Poor Liverpool. Yeah. Anyway, maybe what we should do is talk about oversharing and undersharing and split it down the middle and talk about one and then the other. Okie dokie. Let's do it. Let's start with oversharing. Okay. What is oversharing? Maybe oversharing starts with telling people on a podcast about your troubles with Liverpool. No, that's valid. That's, oh, okay. That is appropriate. Okay. Okay. Maybe oversharing is me telling everyone that I'm sat in my pyjamas. Yeah, that would be oversharing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but true. Oh, I like to be relaxed. That's definitely oversharing. <laughs> Too much information. So we probably all end up on a spectrum with this oversharing and undersharing. Yeah. I would... I. Doubt there's many of us who have conquered the great middle of the road and are sailing along in relationships. And really, when we talk about oversharing and undersharing, we talk about boundaries, aren't we? And yeah. has anybody got perfect boundaries? Jesus did. Jesus is our role model. Yeah. But the rest of us, probably. Not so much. We're probably leaning on the spectrum. Yeah. And me and you probably are at other opposite ends of this spectrum or have been. Yeah. Are gradually coming closer to each other, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. God's done a real work of changing us, hasn't he? I yes. mean, he really has. And we can share from that experience. But I would probably, well, without any doubt, lean more towards the oversharing right. end. And you, my I darling. Go, I would go the undershare route. Yep. Yeah. So we, we're talking about something that we know. We're not just talking about all you people out there. We're talking, we're talking to ourselves and we're we're sharing things that we've learned. And um hopefully God's gonna help us in the middle of it come to this place of because what is the middle? The middle is freedom. The middle's freedom, isn't it? Freedom which is encased in wisdom and um well, it's and healthy. 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 Yeah. Like that. So, okay. all right. So what does oversharing look like? Yeah. So sharing, sharing, I think, I guess it can go anywhere, is can't it? But it's, I think it's a lack of boundaries. So you would share every trouble you have or every emotion you feel or, you know, somebody. Every sin you've committed. Yeah. 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 Every weakness. It's probably e more that, isn't it? It's more sharing the things that are more personal. Yeah. And and I would say from where I, from for me, it came from a place of, I think just wanting relationships and thinking that that's why wouldn't we share? So it's, it can be a little bit like a naivety of well, surely I can trust you if you tell me your stuff. I'm not going to think badly of you. So why would you think badly of me? I think that for me was the fundamental having to grow up really to realise. I don't know, like 
the whole world just isn't just simple and loving and um you know that that you if if you do share things with the wrong people they are going to build a picture of you or yeah, or even judge. with anyone they're going yeah. yeah you're open, you're making yourself vulnerable put yourself in a box in their mind yeah i think when you overshare you're making yourself vulnerable and there's there, that again is a right thing we are meant to make ourselves vulnerable but we're talking about that over vulnerable you're over you 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 exposing yourself all the time and i guess one of the one of the like an aftertaste of doing that would be probably regret wouldn't it Mm -hmm. afterwards you'd be like oh why did i say that why did i share that and this kind of feeling like they didn't even really hear me or they've now they're treating me differently they have boxed me in or whatever so there's regret which which in fairness even in even when we're sharing in a healthy way, there can be that feeling of because because to share in a healthy way, you still feel vulnerable, don't you? Well, it's risky. I guess that's the word, isn't it? When you share things of yourself, it is risky. Like I was thinking, you know, for us at LL Ministries, people come to our centres on events or whatever, and they will often share things that maybe they've never shared anywhere else before, and that is a very big deal for someone to do that because. It's scary, right? I mean, who are these people? Are they trustworthy? Are they going to understand me? Are they going to reject me? So there is that kind of that step that needs to be taken to do that, to share it. But it's in that place where it's... Well, it's safe. It's safe, yeah. I think that's the thing. I think in the middle, surely in the middle where it's healthy, we're making a conscious choice that isn't just in the emotion. I think when you're an oversharer, you 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 just you you sort of um, fly along on emotions. Yeah. If I think back to what I was like, and I would just, you know, oh well, I'm just chatting with this person, and and then I just will tell you all this stuff, and it just it, it, it and it was habit. I think that's what we've got to look at as well. These things are habit, aren't they? They they maybe they're things that we've copied from our parents, or maybe they're they're just things that we haven't matured in, even um, that we've learned. That I, I do. I think I was like a little kid, really. It's just like the world's going to love me and accept me. Why wouldn't and they? Why wouldn't they? I think one of the things, if you're an oversharer, is that you can lose a rightful sense of dignity and self-worth and I think as God's worked in my life in this area I'd say that he's been teaching me to keep that rightful worth of not everything is for everybody to know yeah and it's that's what the boundaries are but also it's handing over a power you realize that you know there's a God sometimes is is asking us many times to share things with other people but we don't always realise that we're handing over a power. Yeah, it's, mm. there's a there's a really interesting verse in the in the New Testament, in the book of John, second chapter, uh, verse twenty three and twenty four, and it and there's basically all these people are seeing Jesus do these amazing miracles, and they're believing in him. They're like, we believe in you because you're doing these miracles, and it just says that Jesus didn't entrust himself to them. Mm. Which is a really interesting verse, actually, and it really means he didn't. Uh, and it goes on to say he didn't trust himself to them because he basically because he knew them, like he knew their heart, he knew their motives, he knew what was really going on, which gives Jesus a head start on us because 
we're not as intuitive or have that level of discernment that he has. But there's this thing about him. He didn't entrust himself. He didn't. And, it, and, it, and the root of it is this sort of sense of he didn't really fully believe that they were genuine because he knew them. And sometimes people will appear to be trustworthy or we will just assume they're trustworthy, but we really need that discernment from the Lord mm-hmm. and even the ability to hit a pause button and ask the Lord, are these people trustworthy? Mm-hmm. Is this thing okay for me to share? Because if they're not, then actually we should be able to put the brakes on it and say, no, actually, this is something that I hold to myself. Yeah. So it is learning. I mean, we fly this word around all the time, boundaries, but it is learning that to have the, you know, if you read books on the boundaries, it talks about having a fence, which, which actually I was, I was thinking about this earlier. It reminded me of when we were living in Florida and when we first got there, do you remember we had no fences? We had our acre land and we were in like hillbilly middle of countryside. Yeah. Yeah. Dukes of hazard land where LLUSA is as well. And, um, and we had no fences to our neighbours. Yeah. And Which is weird for us coming from England where everything oh my is fenced. It was unknown. Yeah. yeah. Totally unknown. Totally. And at first I remember thinking, oh, this is brilliant. And all the kids, our kids would go out and the neighbours' kids, we would suddenly, do, you'd look out the back kitchen window and you'd just see all these kids in your backyard which was just so weird. But at first I thought, oh, this is lovely because everyone can just play together. And then we kept having, do you remember, we kept having the neighbours' kids looking through our kitchen window. <laughs> I was probably walking around in my pyjamas then as well. I thought, I remember then we thought, hmm. maybe. <laughs> Thankfully we got a dog and that necessitated a fence. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because yeah. it did feel a bit rude to suddenly put up a fence, but it's because we had a Sadie. Yeah. 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 But if you, it, so it's funny, isn't it? How you think, well, I guess my point is you can think having no fences is nice and free and, and you know, it's, it's maybe that's, we even Christianize it. I think that's the way that God wants it. We should just share everything, but actually, well, even God set boundaries in place at the beginning. Yeah. This isn't a human idea. God no. set boundaries in place, yeah. didn't he? He has boundaries. And actually thinking about Jesus again, he did express things all the time to his father, but not everything with the disciples yeah. and not everything with the crowd. So even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he left the few disciples that were there and he went off on his own for that time of great anguish. And so it makes you realise even Jesus didn't, he wasn't like an open book for everybody. Yeah, and and, right. and I think really he, like we said before, you know, he has to be the model here of mm. who we look at, of who we try to follow after in the way that we do this. So the good thing about being, if you are more on that oversharing end of the spectrum, is that you're probably more in touch with your feelings and what's going on. Yep. And and that makes it easier and hopefully is a place that we can talk to God about those things, you yeah. know. So I was definitely a talk to everybody, but I would talk to God. That's I knew true. that he, he would was right there. I've always known it from being very young that I can talk to him about everything. And um, I've, I've told people on the podcast lots of times before, but even as a young kid, I would be writing out my, my stuff to God, writing God letters. Um, so from that point of view, it's good because we can't actually overshare with God. We can't, it, it can't overshare. We can't overburden him, do you think? No. <laughs> 
I'm just trying to think about it. It didn't sound like a very open question to date. Uh, Can we, Andy? No. No. I mean, in a sense that he doesn't get bored of us and say, oh, you've already told me that, like, (laughs) back up. You know, I need a bit of space from you. That is never the response of the Lord. But I think sometimes if we get in a loop on something Mm -hmm. and we just keep talking to him over and over and over and over and over again about the same thing that he's already given us a solution for or has brought some change to in our life, then I think he would, as a good dad, would say, all right, kid, let's move on. Well, I suppose the thing about oversharing is, are you listening? Well, yeah. That's the other side of it, isn't it? Um, Are you actually focused on the other pet? So are we listening? Are we focused on him? Are we? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I still don't think you can overshare in a negative way with God because he's not going to He's not going to take you wrong. The danger with oversharing is that we're, we're wrongly exposed and with people and or that they take us wrongly, but God can never do that with us. Yeah, that's true. So, I agree with that. So you might feel like you're on that end of the spectrum. which Just before you, might, you move on, because I feel like you're about to turn No, I'm not. I'm just going to say, okay. I'm going to say, well, I am about to turn, well, you can, but in a minute anyway, I'm just going to say that if you're on that end, it's okay to feel a little bit like, oh, I think this might be my issue. But at the same time, you can think, well, this is a strength. This can be a strength in my relationship yeah, with God exactly. because I'm in touch You're in with touch. things. You know what's going on. That so, is good. Yeah. I was going to say Go on. that there is another side to this oversharing, which is the impact our oversharing could have on somebody else that we're sharing it with. It could over. It could overburden share them. them. Well, you can overburden them, couldn't you? Like mm. if you're sharing all the time with somebody, your burden in an inappropriate, unhealthy way, then yeah. in a sense that puts too much of a burden on that other person. That maybe yeah. they are maybe they're a fixer and they feel like they've got to fix it all. Yeah, and that's it, true. Do you know what I mean? So mm. there's a the, the unhealthiness of it yeah. on both oversharing and undersharing actually impacts the other person. Because mm. if we looked at undersharing, then there's an impact on the person that isn't ever hearing what's going on inside your life. Yeah, they don't have to be a negative person but in your life. But actually, if you keep handing over this power and keep telling them things of every sin that you have or feel or every feeling that you have, they you, you are handing a power to them, which doesn't necessarily mean they're a bad person and they're going to misuse that power, but they, it might just be too much. Like, what am I going to do with that? How do I, how, how, what do I do with this information? Yeah, yeah it's true. That's good, that. Good, that. Good, good. All right. Should we look at undersharing? Mm-hmm. So I will kick this one off because this is probably more like where I have come from. And I, thankfully, don't think I am particularly an undersharer, certainly as much as I used to be. And um, anyway, so I have to, I have to, dig into the deep recesses of my mind to remember. (laughs) Uh, So, um, I'll remind you, love. Thank you. (laughs) Don't worry. Uh, So I think probably my, thinking about why was I an undersharer? And I think for me, it was probably two main things. First of all, I didn't, I wasn't really connected to what was actually going on in me. So you didn't know you had anything to share? No problems. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Perfect, really. Um, so there, there was that. I just wasn't really connected to the struggles that were going on inside me, so I didn't feel like I had anything to share. But then probably, and this is probably more to do with my relationship with God, it was this feeling of, does it, you know, is this worth bothering him with? And wouldn't he just say, just fix it? Mm. 
So why why bother sharing it with God for him just to say, well, just fix it, Andy, and then mm. so I could I can cut out a step by not sharing it with him. <laughs> and just fix it. Apart from I didn't really ever fix it. Yeah. So I think those two things were probably the reason why I was a bit of an undersharer, both of which were wrong, by mm. the way, um, and th- not healthy. Yeah, and, uh, and thinking it of it wider, people probably feel like – it it what they struggle with doesn't matter. Yeah. If you've if you've not had somebody in your in your life who listens and takes interest in it, then it would ju- again it's a habit, isn't it? It would just become it, it would just become it would be abnormal to share anything. You would feel you would feel selfish or um, like you're wasting people's time or, or I, I I don't know. And then and then I guess another reason would be maybe to share weakness or to share vulnerabilities is dangerous or it, may, it just makes you feel rubbish about yourself. I mean, so pride would come into it as well, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. I don't want to be seen as that, but I don't want you to know any of my weaknesses or any of my emotions or any of my anything Yeah. because, because I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Or fear of, or fear, it could be a fear of being rejected if you know what's going on in my life, then maybe you'll reject me. Mm. You won't see me the same way our relationship will suffer. But I was thinking before when you were just sharing about, um, like if you're somebody that's been or is like a carer, mm. so maybe you grew up in an environment where even mum and dad were a little dysfunctional, you had to kind of take the, in a sense, the adult role. You had to be the strong one. You had to keep everyone together keep the family going. Or maybe now in life, you're the carer. Everything's about the needs of somebody else. Yeah. Then that can make it quite hard to give yourself permission to think about your own stuff, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Your own struggles. Yeah. I guess the other side of it on the undersharing thing could be um, this thought of uh, kind of like almost like a super spiritual thought of, hey, look, it's just me and God. We'll work this out together. So I'll share everything with him and we'll work it out together, but I'm never going to share with anybody else my weaknesses because... <laughs> Me and the Lord are working on it. That's it, yeah. And also that we just don't think, I guess if you're that end of the spectrum, you don't you don't really maybe have the quite the right understanding of what relationships are, that yeah. it is about me fixing relationships or it is about me being there for you or it is about me being the, in a little bit, it can be a little bit like I'm the superior one, I'm always here to help you, whereas real relationships balanced aren't they they're not like we have all sorts of relationships like you might have a mentor or a pastor or you know all those kind of relationships and they are they aren't balanced are they there is one person helping the other but true relationships should be given on both sides and and if you if if you haven't got relationships like that like where are those relationships in my life that I do make myself vulnerable if it's always people making themselves vulnerable to you and you don't, then to me, it's a, it's almost like a seesaw that's got somebody at the top and somebody at the bottom. Whereas God intended for us to have relationships yeah. and relationships are balanced and it's, that's where trust is. Right. I'm going to share things with you that are right because you're my friend or even in your marriage or, you know, it's, it's, it's different, isn't it? It's different to say a parent and a child. Right. Which, um, you know, shouldn't be. But even that, as the child grows up into an adult, it yeah. does become more like that. The, the, the child is more concerned about 
the parent yeah. than they were when they were five years old and everything revolved yeah. around them. It's, yeah. But I mean, Galatians 6 verse 2 talks about this, it has this verse that starts off, you know, bear, bear one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. So this is this this is the way God designed it. It didn't design us to be an island, self-sufficient um, and independent. We are we are supposed to be joined to each other to bear each other's burdens. So we so this idea of whatever it is that's holding me back from sharing it, whether it's because I don't think it's important enough, or I feel I'll be, I'll be misunderstood, or I don't trust the people, or I've been betrayed before. Maybe that's a big. I mean, that could be a massive hurdle, couldn't Huge. it? Huge. Yeah. You know, well, I've shared my heart before with people. They they lied about me, betrayed me, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, then you're going to be very cautious about. And that's where then you build a wall, isn't it? So then yeah. we come to that whole thing of boundaries. You build a wall. You you don't have a fence that that just keeps the neighbours' kids out from looking through your window, but you have a wall, like a fortress. Yeah. And and the danger with that is that that the enemy comes in on that, and that wall isn't just between you and people who will hurt you. It's between you and everybody, and it does become between you and God, doesn't it? Yeah. And actually, it's probably worth pointing out that what. By undersharing, that doesn't mean that we're not talkers, mm. because you could be a talker that talks the talk, yeah. that can that can in quotes share lots of things that you think the person would be impressed by, or that would keep people away from really, you know, getting too close or whatever. So you could be a big talker, but it's not really coming from. It's vulnerability, isn't it? Yeah, like there is, yeah. none of us like vulnerability. No. That's what I was saying about, you were saying about oversharing and then you regret it. To be honest, I think more times than ever, even healthy times when I, I tell a friend or something, something I feel like it's right to tell them something, I then kind of have this niggle of, oh, should I have done that? Did I really want to do it? Like you want to take it back because we do probably all lean towards just being islands and self-protection and all the rest of it. But God God wants us to receive from each other. And unless you're vulnerable, yeah. you can't receive from each other, can right. you? Right. So I guess the question for us all is, where are we on in this kind of range? Mm. Are we an oversharer where there are no boundaries and we just... We constantly live with this feeling of regret of, oh, why did I say that? And why did I tell them that? To the other extreme of I'm a vault, <laughs> you know, nothing ever comes out of my mouth of any vulnerability whatsoever. So where are we on that? And and we want the Lord to help us to get into that healthy balance where we know, where we have the discernment like Jesus did of knowing when to entrust himself and when not to actually. Mm-hmm. And to begin that process of saying, Lord, I, I want to let go of the controls that I have in place or the lack of control. Yeah, that's right. And and I ask you, Lord, to help me into a healthier place. Mm. So asking the question and looking at where we are is is the good being and honest with ourselves and honest about why. Why are we there? Why, you know, for um, really you've got to unpick that yourself and doing it with the Lord, asking Him. Well, I wonder if that's the key, though. If it is, if it if the key is to begin this with the Lord mm. in our relationship with Him, which is the safest, right? So if I'm an undersharer. Like a big deal for me was to start to express things more to him. Yes. Yeah. If you don't start there first, then you, you, it's going to be very, very scary to start with Tom down the road. Right. Or Gary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring Gary back. Yeah. So absolutely. It starts with 
with for that end of the spectrum it's well for both ends so it starts with is god that place of safety that i go to that i share the deep things of my heart and that's a question for us all is he that rock is he we you know we read psalm 91 about him being that shelter and that strong tower and um i've been reading I've, got, I've decided, I, I haven't even told you this, Andy. I'm going to tell you right now, what? along with everybody who's listening. Not but live on air, on podcast, you're going to reveal something? I am. Yeah. I've decided that I'm going to have a psalm a month. Wow. That I ponder. Your very own. My own. And my psalm <laughs> for this month is Psalm 84. I'm not being funny, but it's the 26th of January. Yeah, no, no. I'm only thought, hearing about this now. Yeah, this I know. This is terrible. Top secret. Yeah. Which, um, which psalm was it? Psalm 84. Somebody sent it to me actually um, in the Amplified and I thought it was so brilliant. I thought, right, that's it. That's my psalm for this month. So I just keep reading it all the time. And it says, um, how lovely are your tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul yearns, yes, even pines and is homesick for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh cry out and sing for joy to the living God. Yes, the sparrow has found a home house and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed, and then it says happy, fortunate, and to be envied, are those who dwell in your house and your presence. They will be singing your praises all the day long. I won't read all of it, but I guess the bit that it comes back to, what I'm saying is, is blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied, are those who dwell in your house and your presence. And 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 that means communicating with God, doesn't it? It means coming in, Him being that place that that we go to, and that and if we can focus on that first, and then realize, but He for Him to speak into our lives, and for Him for, to touch our lives, He does want us that to be our rock and our yeah. uh, center point. But then, out of that, we can trust reaching out to other people but we don't need to yeah but also from that place the lord will be able to say into our heart actually this is this is precious like this this part of you matters yeah and it isn't just for you to share with anybody and to and to ask him to say to us clearly because we can be a bit slow to hear can't we but to really make it clear to put the brakes on sometimes when we're about to share something to say that we just have that sense inside i don't need to share that yeah and then to just not share it Mm -hmm. so that's been definitely i've had to learn literally learn to do that because i talk to a lot of people people share their stories and my instinct is always oh i know what that is here let me tell you what about me or you know like to empathize i think if you're in it it's me who empathizes but i've had to learn and god's taught me and now i've become really quite good at it without bragging of, of of having a thought and saying lord is this for me to share and more times than not it's not yeah it's just mine and that gives it's what happens is you start to build up a lord you know this about me but i don't have to expose this this can be held this this is intimate and in a sense what it develops and grows is your intimacy with him and with those few people in your life that it is right to share with yeah good so what about undersharing? What do you think, what would you say you've learned? What's God taught you? Well, I think you need people. I think it does start with your relationship with God, but then I think you do need people that you can start to share 
fits with because it will feel weird and you will think why am I even bothering doing this like who's interested in this or whatever or whatever the reason is that you're not doing it whether it's because you you're really terrified that they're going to misuse that information so you, you want to make sure that you you have a level of trust with somebody and you don't just find one person and think right well I'll just here we go this is my first go at this I'm just going to launch out and tell you every single thing about my the inner workings of my heart yeah. heart yeah so I think it's it's probably baby steps, mm. but it comes it has to come out of that relationship with God thing. Yeah, my honesty with Him, my honesty with myself, and then as I find people that I can trust a bit to start to share with them. Yeah, I think I mean to be honest, I think within human beings there is a longing to share what's going on inside. I think that's why there's such a huge rise in therapy because here I can go to somebody who is legally duty bound to keep their mouth shut. It's not going to get broadcast on social media or misrepresented. or So I think it, it's it's touching an ache yeah, that absolutely. there is in people's yep. hearts to be able to talk and share. To be listened to. But in a safe environment, mm. wouldn't it be great if as Christians we could become more that place where yeah. people are safe, they feel safe to yeah. come and they feel safe to share and to be honest and mm-hmm. to be real. Yeah, And I think that means as leaders... You know, we have to be honest about our own struggles, which gives permission for other people to share yeah. about their struggles. And, you know, I think I think one breeds the other. So it, and it becomes healthier. Yeah. And we're going to get it wrong, aren't we? Like, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Like, we're not going to get this gonna perfect. Get messy. Yeah. But it's it's a good thing to just be thinking about and looking at. And, and bottom line, bottom line is, are we sharing with God? Are we Are we drawing into that? intimate place of his dwelling do we know that he's safe and that he wants to listen to us and and if not then then that's the very best place to start like mm. because something's missing and we we've got a false understanding of who he is and his love for us because he does want to listen and he does care yeah but all of it even clop he does even liverpool andy oh, i tried to forget about it but you've just reminded me oh Maybe you should switch teams. Don't be ridiculous. Honestly. Are we going to pray? We should do that. Who's praying? I think you should do it. I think you should do it. I think you should do it. Okay. (laughs) Lord, I want to thank you that you are interested in all the things of our lives, Lord, and relationships are a huge part, huge part of who we are and how we how we go through this life and you've given us relationships. Relationships can be the most painful, oh, difficult, tricky things. And yet they are a gift from you and they are what you work through in our lives. And more than anything, Lord, we want that to grow in that deep relationship with you. We want to be people who will share the true things that are going on in our hearts. And for all of us, Lord, for some, maybe we're better at that than others. But I would just pray for those that find that hard, find all those obstacles that Andy talked about of thinking maybe God doesn't care or maybe he's not interested or um, or just thinking it's such a foreign thing to talk about weakness, even with you, Lord. I pray you would just really touch those people's hearts, especially, and draw them, Lord, to yourself, because that's your heart, Lord. You, You don't want us to live this life on our own and just cope and make do and fix things you want that intimate intimate relationship and lord for those that are on the other end of the spectrum that maybe uh just 
constantly feeling vulnerable and, and exposed and living with regret and and feel like they're learn they've they've they're having to uh try and earn relationships or friendships by oversharing. Father, I just pray that you would speak to all of our hearts. And Lord, that you would meet us in those places of need. And none of us are perfect, Jesus, but you you want us to grow and to change and to move with you. So would you would you just do that by your spirit? And thank you, Lord, that we are part of your family. Thank you that we are on this journey together and Lord, that we can grow and dig deep with you together. So just pray your blessing on each one that's listening. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, We actually do have another podcast ready to go that we recorded back in October with Andy Robinson. We're looking at the subject of being real in suffering. Yeah. Very, very powerful He's a great guy. message, actually. So um, that'll be the next one to come out. Keep a lookout for that. And we will hopefully be with you again soon. See you later. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.